Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Mitch sent me a note that says, Steve, check this out uh, regarding the Taylor Swift controversy. Now, Mitch and I don't often talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, I don't talk a lot about Taylor Swift with anybody because she's a little bit out of my demographic with respect to the kind of music I like. Uh, actually, it's the other way around. I'm out of her demographic. But you may have heard the controversy about the Taylor Swift tour that's coming up. She announced the tour and tickets were put on sale and, and, and people had trouble, shall we say, trying to get tickets. And you'd think, well, hey, this is all online now. Isn't that something rather easy to do? Oh, no, 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 no. So uh, now Ticketmaster is being sued by Taylor Swift fans because of the way that they ran the uh, sales of those tickets for the upcoming tour. So Variety.com ran a story here on the lawsuit. Jem Aswood wrote this. More than two dozen fans filed a lawsuit against Ticketmaster parent company Live Nation Entertainment for unlawful conduct in the disastrous on-sale for the singer's 2023 tour dates, claiming that the company violated antitrust laws, among other allegations, and this company is the world's largest ticketing outlet. And, you know, I'll admit, I, I've, 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 I've seen a few rock and roll shows in my life, uh, and I remember all the different ways you could buy tickets. I saw Van Halen way, way, way back there uh, when David Lee Roth uh, was originally with the group. Um, and at that time, you went to a local travel agency and ran inside there the morning tickets went on sale and said, hey, I'm here to buy Van Halen tickets. And they logged down to a little terminal and they clicked some buttons and it spit out tickets for you. And that was one of the earlier iterations of ticket sales that didn't take place at the box office. And then, of course, there was uh, CTC, I believe it was a convenient ticket corporation. And you could go, I believe it was Sears or maybe in Hudson's, but there was a, a, a chain store at the mall. And you went down at the service department and they had a terminal down there and they'd kick out tickets for you there. And then I remember when they moved it to a kiosk, a standalone kiosk out in the center of the mall. And so you know, over the years, there's a variety of different ways, but but there's a couple different companies that are doing this. And over the years, they pretty much all merged into this one big entity, Ticketmaster. Now, Ticketmaster is not the only ticket sale company on earth, but it is, in fact, the largest. The lawsuit was filed on uh, Friday, a couple days ago, in California. It echoes familiar complaints against Ticketmaster and Live Nation claiming the companies are anti-competitive and force fans to use its site exclusively and control all registration and access to the tour, according to CNN. This latter claim is at least partially inaccurate, however, because six of the tour's 52 dates are not controlled by Ticketmaster. So there apparently are some dates on this tour where the tickets are available through somebody else, but the bulk of them are through Ticketmaster. And one of the complaints people have about Ticketmaster is, number one, you've got to go through them to buy the tickets. Number two, they tack on all kinds of fees. And so you can find shows where the ticket price appears to be fairly affordable, and they tack on a bunch of fees, convenience fees, shipping fees. And it's like, um, I press a button and I get something emailed to me. <laughs> What's this processing fee all about? What's the delivery fee all about? The lawsuit claims that Ticketmaster's agreements with the stadiums on the tour amount to a stranglehold on ticket availability and access. And yes, I once saw Ted Nugent at Cobo Hall, speaking of stranglehold. Uh, it also alleges that Ticketmaster profits off the resale of tickets in the secondary market by adding a service fee there also. Uh, fans are seeking a penalty of $2,500 for each 
violation, which obviously would add up because many of these uh, shows would probably involve thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Uh, It seems likely that others may join the lawsuit also. So we're talking about a class action, I assume. Uh, given the countless thousands of complaints from angry fans. And I remember when she announced the tour, not because I follow her every word, but because it was all over the news. And, and it was a big deal. There's a lot of fans out there, Taylor Swift fans, who were hoping and waiting for her to go on tour. So she announces a tour, and they announced not just, hey, we're having a tour, but here's a tour we're doing, and these are the dates. They'd worked out all the dates, and, and tickets go on sale, boom. And so a lot of people... Uh, rushed to their computers to see what they could do, and things went south from there. Uh, Ticketmaster is a monopoly that is only interested in taking every dollar it can from a captive public, according to the lawsuit. The lawsuit adds that the company intentionally and purposely misled Taylor Swift tickets pre-sale ticket holders by providing codes to 1.4 million verified fans. Millions of fans waited up to eight hours and were unable to purchase tickets as a result of insufficient ticket releases. Ticketmaster intentionally provided codes when it could not satisfy demand. And that's from the lawsuit. That's the allegation. And I'm not quite sure about this because I'm not a verified Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> but apparently, you could go through a process and become one. And once you became one, they said, okay, it'll now be easier for you to get tickets over some other schlub out there who isn't a verified fan. So a total of 26 fans from across the country filed the lawsuit, and an attorney representing them told CNN uh, that they filed the case, but they're waiting for an acceptance by the court clerk. Live Nation posted a message on its website saying it takes its responsibilities under the antitrust laws seriously and does not engage in behaviors that could justify antitrust litigation let alone orders that would require it to alter fundamental business practices. Well, we'll see about that. When the tickets went on sale November 15th, the company's website crashed because of demand and high traffic, while tons of fans who did get into the line had to wait for over two hours to get a chance at purchasing tickets. Other fans were blindsided by being sent to a waiting list. And, you I mean, this is a topic that comes up over and over again. It was even a plot point on Big Bang Theory. Where they're trying to get tickets, I believe, to a Comic-Con. And the point is that you think, well, if I just go online, I can do this. And if you go someplace online where it's very, very busy, they'll tell you, you know, oh, you're in the queue, uh, and here's how much is ahead of you, either time-wise or people-wise. And they'll just update the queue to let you know that you're getting closer and closer to the front of the line where you need to get to take care of your business. In a statement, Taylor Swift herself said her team had asked Ticketmaster multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand, and we were assured they could. She said the situation pissed me off. That's foul language she's using there, my friends. (laughs) And she added that it was excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen with no recourse. So she is indicating that, in her opinion, Ticketmaster did not handle this very well because she's describing how it pissed her off and that mistakes were happening. Late last month, senators announced that a U.S. Senate antitrust panel would hold hearings on the lack of competition in this industry. Now, contacted by Variety, a rep for Ticketmaster parent company Live Nation referred back to the company's statement last week, which said, The eras on sale made one thing clear. Taylor Swift is an unstoppable force and continues to set records. And apparently, eras is the name of the tour. 
Ticketmaster wrote in its explanation, we strive to make ticket buying as easy as possible for fans, but that hasn't been the case for many people trying to buy tickets for the Eras Tour. We want to share some information to help explain what happened. So they do have a monopoly on this. And monopolies can exist legally. You know, sometimes you got to, you know, go through one entity to, to buy something, okay? And the real question is, who's handling the sales for the other six sites that are not being handled by Ticketmaster? That's question number one. Question number two is, why did they roll this out the way they did? If there's going to be 52 dates... 52 dates, um, couldn't they have rolled those out over a period of time and said, you know, okay, we're going to put the first tickets on sale now and the second date's going to go on sale a couple days down the road? Uh, Because I suspect that if they'd done that, they could have spread this out a little bit. Now, one of the problems you do have is that people will go online and buy these tickets, regardless of where the show is, in the attempt to buy the tickets and scalp them. And that's a problem they've been dealing with for years in this industry. And so it might not help as much as you'd think to roll it out the way I just described, but that I suspect would help a little bit. You know, I mean, it would have to, because I suspect that while many people are trying to scalp tickets, there are also just many people who want to go to the show. And so if they announce that the tickets for the San Diego show are going on sale tomorrow, the people who live up in New Hampshire aren't going to get in line to buy those tickets because they don't want to go to that show. So that's one consideration, okay? But the other consideration, and I, and I suspect this is what a lot of people are looking at, is all of the extra fees that get tacked on. And that's the thing. I went to a couple shows this past year. The last year I've gone to a few shows. And I've bought tickets where you buy the ticket, and there's all these extra fees added on. And, you know, what, what do all those add up to? But it got me to thinking about tickets to concerts and concerts over the years and I reminded always, when I'm thinking about this, of a show that was back in 1983. Back in 1983. And back in 1983, there was a young man from Minneapolis named Prince who announced that he was coming to Ann Arbor, which is not far from where I was living at the time. And uh, he was going to be playing at the Chrysler Arena on February 27th, 1983. Tickets were $12.50 or $11.50. Okay, so you get the cheap seats for $11.50. The expensive seats were $12.50. And I couldn't get anyone to go with me. <laughs> who? Prince? <laughs> now, for those of you who, who know a little bit more about Prince and his story, um, he was playing there in 1983. And this was shortly after the album 1999 had come out. But this is pre-Purple Rain. And his warm-up acts were Vanity Six and The Time. And I... I'm telling you right now, I assure you that that show is fabulous. I guarantee it was. It had to be. And uh, if you if you saw the movie Purple Rain, you know about Vanity Six and Time because they were in that movie also. But uh, Prince came out, he opened with Controversy, and he closed with 1999. And um, that's why you got to love the internet. Because I actually thought of this last night, and I thought, boy, you know, I could tell a little story about how I was trying to get people to go <laughs> see Prince with me in Ann Arbor back in 1983, and no one would go. And I started wondering, I wonder what the tickets cost. So I, I was going to look up average ticket prices in 1983, and I thought, no, look up Prince Ann Arbor 1983, and boom, up popped a website that had an entire information page about that show. <laughs> cost of the tickets, what time you went on, the set list, and who his warm-up acts were. And I remember the, the ads promoting it was Prince with special guests, the time and Vanity Six. So it would have been a great show, but my friends wouldn't go with me. So I, I, I didn't go. 
So that's my big loss when it comes to tickets. But I've seen quite a few shows, and I've always been annoyed. I've always been annoyed at those add-ons and service fees and delivery fees, double secret tax, double secret facility fee. And after a while, you're going like, why don't they just, I don't know, at the door make you flip your wallet over and shake your cash out of it? I mean, it's just crazy. So this right here might be something that gets this story in front of the right people who can look into these things, and there might be some reform, but I highly doubt it. As of right now, Taylor Swift fans are suing Ticketmaster. Variety.com reports that, and Jim Aswood wrote that. Mitch sent it to me. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Just because you are offended doesn't mean that you're right.